Faith, Hope and Love, the 25th of April, Anzac Day. At dawn on this day in 1915, during World War I, soldiers from the Australian and New Zealand Army Corps landed at Gallipoli. This National Day of Remembrance honours the courage and the self-sacrifice of those who served in that campaign and that war, and indeed all wars and conflicts and peacekeeping operations. We particularly recognise the sacrifice of the fallen. We commend them to God's eternal care. And we also pray fervently for that peace and justice which they sought to defend and preserve, and that this will dwell richly in our land and in our world, and that God's peace and reverence will make a home in the hearts of every person in this world. This is Faith, Hope and Love. Blessed are the dead who die in the Lord. Let them rest from their labours, for their good deeds go with them. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Welcome everyone on this very special day in Australia and New Zealand, Anzac Day. We remember the heroism and courage of Australians and New Zealanders who sacrificed their lives in fields of battle. We remember all of the civilian victims of war as well. Their voices pierce the silence, echoing the longing of the psalmist for the day when justice will flourish and there will be fullness of peace forever. And so, brothers and sisters, to begin this Holy Eucharist, let us acknowledge our sinfulness so as to worthily celebrate the sacred mysteries. 
Lord Jesus, you raise the dead to life in the Spirit. Lord, have mercy. You bring pardon and peace to the sinner. Christ, have mercy. You bring light to those in darkness. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty everlasting God, who sent your Son to die that we might live, grant, we pray, eternal rest to those who gave themselves in service and sacrifice for their country. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, for ever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shone. You have multiplied the nation. You have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest, as people exult when dividing plunder. For the yoke of their burden and the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor, you have broken as on the day of Midian. For a child has been born for us, a son given to us. Authority rests upon his shoulders, and he is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His authority shall grow continually, and there shall be endless peace for the throne of David and his kingdom. He will establish and uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time onward and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. The Word of the Lord Justice shall flourish in his time, and fullness of peace for ever. O God, give your judgment to the king, to a king's son your justice, that he may judge your people in justice, and your poor in right judgment. May the mountains bring forth peace for the people, and the hills justice. May he defend the poor of the people, and save the children of the needy. In his days justice shall flourish, and peace till the moon fails. He shall rule from sea to sea, from the great river to earth's bounds. For he shall save the poor when they cry, and the needy who are helpless. He will have pity on the weak, and save the lives of the poor. May his name be blessed for ever, and endure like the sun, 
Every tribe shall be blessed in him. All nations bless his name. Justice shall flourish in his time and fullness of peace forever. A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. The language of the cross may be illogical to those who are not on the way to salvation, but those of us who are on the way see it as God's power to save. As scripture says, I shall destroy the wisdom of the wise and bring to nothing all the learning of the learned. Where are the philosophers now? Where are the scribes? Where are any of our thinkers today? Do you see now how God has shown up the foolishness of human wisdom? If it was God's wisdom that human wisdom should not know God, it was because God wanted to save those who have faith through the foolishness of the message that we preach. And so, while the Jews demand miracles and the Greeks look for wisdom, here are we preaching a crucified Christ. To the Jews, an obstacle that they cannot get over. To the pagans, madness. But to those who have been called, whether they are Jews or Greeks, a Christ who is the power and the wisdom of God. For God's foolishness is wiser than human wisdom, and God's weakness is stronger than human strength. The Word of the Lord Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. Peace I leave with you, says the Lord, my own peace I give to you. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we shall come to him and make our home with him. Those who do not love me do not keep my words, and my word is not my own. It is the word of the one who sent me. I have said these things to you while still with you, but the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all I have said to you. Peace I bequeath to you, my own peace I give you, a peace the world cannot give. This is my gift to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled or afraid. 
You heard me say I am going away and shall return. If you loved me, you would be glad to know that I am going to the Father. For the Father is greater than I. I have told you this now before it happens, so that when it does happen, you may believe. The Gospel of the Lord Many who returned from serving in the wars often did not speak of their experiences. They were so deep and indescribable. Today, we respect their silence. And we also respect their times of sharing of whatever they feel is important for us to know and to take to heart, to never forget, lest we forget, lest past history be repeated or core principles that were fought so hard and for so long could be lost. Today and every year at this time, we willingly and gratefully pause to remember and pray and give thanks for those countless men and women who served in time of war and who sacrificed everything for the sake of their families, their friends, their colleagues, their mates, and their country. And they sacrificed everything for the freedom, the love, the friendship, and peace that lay behind their service and sacrifice. Over many decades now, there's been a conscious collecting of many recollections of those who lived through these times to preserve their voices and their messages for future generations long after they have gone to God. As the sharing of experiences of a wide variety of people has continued from people who served in time of war, it has shown that even if two people have served in the same theatre of war at the same time, they could very well have had quite different responses, varying reactions, different perspectives and memories related to the same situations. Every individual brings their own unique insight to the broader story. Anzac Day is an opportunity to highlight this diversity of experiences and the wisdom of these people who have experienced it firsthand, as well as the similarities of those experiences. Both the difference and the similarities are important and both are instructive for us. For example, a man by the name of Leonard Len George Siflete. We deliberately choose to remember him from a photo before he went off to war. Len was a young man from Gunnedah who died aged only 27 at a place called Aitapi on New Guinea's northwest coast on the 24th of October 1943. As I say, he was only 27. I'm sad to say I didn't know his name until recently, but I did recognise his picture although we may not have known his name at the time or much about him. Tragically and horrifically, he's remembered particularly, whether people know his name or not, by a photo that was taken of him moments before his execution by beheading. It's since become one of World War II's most enduring and powerful images. We choose not to feature that photo here today, but rather remember him as he was. As journalist Bernard Salt said in an article about Leonard, Every Australian should know Leonard's story. Sir Fleet had been captured two weeks prior and tortured. Sadly, I think he would have known his eventual fate. The photo portrays his poise, calm and unflinching courage. It's a monstrously brutal situation, yet amid the horror, his bravery is palpable and inspirational. Journalist Bernard Salt said, I have a son who is not much older than Leonard was at that time. 
and I'm profoundly conscious that I've enjoyed decades of peace and prosperity because of the silent sacrifices made by men and women of this generation. Many others suffered the same terrible fate, but no other photographic record has emerged. It illustrates yet again the personal sacrifices made by Australians in defence of their homeland. And at this time, New Guinea, where he died, was an Australian-administered territory, so Safleet and others were very much defending our nation from invasion. And what of the soldiers who witnessed such atrocities? We gratefully remember all who gave their lives, or those who survived and still suffered, and their families and friends who grieved and suffered along with them. Today hinges on our ability not only to remember, but to remember well. When we gather in silent contemplation, what is it that we should dwell on? Where should our minds and hearts go during that minute's silence? What must we avoid ever forgetting? From a Christian perspective, we hear from our Lord's own lips, No one has greater love, says the Lord, than those who lay down their lives for their friends. And today we commemorate the ultimate sacrifice of all who served in times of war and those who risked life and limb for those they loved and also those especially who lost their lives for those they loved. We can't help but notice the echo of Christ's death on the cross in the death of all who gave up their irreplaceable lives, defending and protecting their loved ones from real and frightening dangers. We remember the sacrifices and losses of war in order to respectfully remember those who paid that ultimate sacrifice of their lives, and others paid the price of their health and peace of mind in the face of terrible aggression on true assaults on human dignity and freedom. We also try to ensure, as best we can, as best as humanly possible, and hopefully with God's heavenly grace, to prevent future genocides, unjust wars, global atrocities, to make sure they don't take place again. Remembrance steals our commitment to peace and justice by reminding us of the alternative, which always comes at too high a price. Yes, yes indeed, we should try to embody the virtues and courage and self-sacrifice of the Anzacs, and also out of respect for those who experienced the indescribable realities of war, we should also pay due mind to the horror, the atrocity, the evil of both war itself and how nations like ourselves and its soldiers and people are drawn reluctantly into these conflicts throughout history in response to real threats to peace by aggressive and toxic nationalism and countless acts of utter disregard for human rights and needs. The world deeply wants to learn from the past violence and destruction in order to avoid future repeats. We know that familiar ode so well, we know it by heart, age shall not weary them. That is, those men and women who have already lost their lives, lest we forget the reason they died, the horrors they saw and suffered, the horrors that they urgently fought to prevent if the aggressor were to get the upper hand the loss of the values that underpin our very society. Also, we remember the effects on those who are still with us and still need us. We take strength from Christ, our risen Saviour, who gave his life so that all might be saved and be made forever citizens of the eternal and heavenly city of peace and justice. We cherish and gain hope from Christ's word 
No greater love has a person than to lay down their life for a friend. So much hope. We pray that all those who lost their lives are now resting in the eternal peace of Christ. There are many, many sacrifices that were made by those who served in times of war and those who serve now too. As well as the sacrifice of some people's lives, there's also their loss of their youth, their health and their emotional well-being. Those who did come back came back injured in body, mind or spirit from their experiences. Anyone in any way affected by the horrors of war and its aftermath, we remember them too with profound respect and gratitude. How can we repay them? The human cost of war, of people risking and often losing life for the defence of others and for the value we cherish, can never be adequately calculated and it cannot be repaid. The next generation, as with previous generations of young people, has taken up the torch of remembrance for all those who gave the ultimate sacrifice. An important torch to carry, that we need to carry. Remembering devoutly the cost of freedom and peace, which came at such an enormous price for so many brave men and women and their families and communities affected too. Their stories often go untold, but not unfelt. Our hearts continue to break as we witness around the world today shocking, appalling acts of aggression, a terrible lack of respect for human life and dignity, and disgusting nationalism that seems to just run over the top of human beings, whether it be men, women, children, whoever. Some people aren't even treating others like humans. All this can't help but bring back the memories of generations of Australians and people around the world who fought to stop the acts of war and nationalist aggression. We cry out to the Lord, these acts of hatred, violence and destruction are intolerable. Save us from them. They're unjust and utterly wrong. They offend your very sense. We cry out for peace and respect for justice for your beloved people everywhere throughout the world. We are all brothers and sisters in Christ. May we act as such. We also pray that the hard lessons learnt from previous conflicts and defences and the ultimate cost of life that occurred in repelling aggressors and the hard-won victory over that aggression will never be forgotten, never lessened, never taken for granted. We are united around the world with people praying, working and speaking up for peace and an end to violence. So we ought, so that history does not keep repeating itself. The cost is too high and it's a human cost, a cost that can never really be described. So we pray too for our leaders, especially for restraint and a deep awareness of the goodness of all humanity and also for those who could be called to step forward in time of need. We pray deeply for these people. Our prayer today and for the future is for that peace which only Christ can give the world. A peace and a love that quenches the all too real hatred and misunderstanding that exists in the world. And a peace that banishes all that leads to enmity and violence. We long for this. These are the ones who served and prayed and struggled for it. We continue this prayer year after year, especially on this day and all days. May peace be in the hearts and minds of every person throughout the world. 
not just on this day, but every day. May the peace of God's kingdom one day soon put an end to all war and violence. In remembering and acknowledging the human cost of war and the price beyond telling of those who served, we not only remember them, but we commit ourselves to a world where the values they fought are cherished, protected and remembered. We pray that God's reign of peace, justice, dignity and love will all come in its fullness and that the values of those who struggled and suffered for us will always and everywhere be respected, preserved and built up ever stronger. Today we recall the extraordinary poem of which a paragraph has become immortalised as The Ode. This poem, written by Lawrence Binion in 1914, now over a hundred years old, but still deeply relevant today, captures the importance of remembering and commemorating this day. Elsewhere in that same poem, not used in the ode, he writes a passage that echoes our belief that those who have made sacrifices in the service of others remain not only in our hearts and memories, but although hidden from sight, they live on in the everlasting life of God's kingdom where there is true peace. No more suffering, no war, no pain. Our constant prayer is that God's kingdom come, not only in heaven, but that that peace and justice of God's kingdom will take hold and express itself ever more here on earth, and that the freedoms and values that our past generations have sacrificed everything for will be assured for all and forever. And so Lawrence Binion's poem continues where it says, Where our desires are and our hopes profound, felt as a wellspring that is hidden from sight, to the innermost heart of their own land they are known, as the stars are known to the night, as the stars that shall be bright when we are dust, moving in marches upon the heavenly plain, as the stars that are starry in the time of our darkness, to the end, to the end they remain. We will remember them. On this Anzac Remembrance Day, let us pray for our needs and the needs of the world. Let us pray for peace in our world and in our hearts and homes. Lord, hear us. Let us pray for all the servicemen and women who served our nation with bravery and honour. Lord, hear us. Let us pray for those men and women who died in time of war, defending the freedom and people they loved. Lord, hear us. Let us pray for all those who have been injured or in any way physically or emotionally affected by war. 
Lord, hear us. Let us pray for those who presently serve in armed forces, that they may be protected and strengthened. Lord, hear us. Let us pray that the Anzac spirit of self-sacrifice, bravery and support may always live in the memories and hearts of all Australians. Lord, hear us. We make all these prayers and the unspoken prayers deep in our heart, through Christ the risen Lord. Amen. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread we offer you, fruit of the earth and work of human hands. It will become for us the bread of life. By the mystery of this water and wine, may we come to share in the divinity of Christ, who humbled himself to share in our humanity. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the wine we offer you, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become our spiritual drink. With humble spirit and contrite heart, may we be accepted by you, O Lord, and may our sacrifice in your sight this day be pleasing to you, Lord God. Wash me, O Lord, from my iniquity. Cleanse me from my sin. Pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at our hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and the good of all his holy church. Grant, O Heavenly Father, that the sacrifice of Christ who laid down his life for his friends may raise all those who have died in war to the victory of eternal life. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. In Him the hope of blessed resurrection has dawned, that those saddened by the certainty of dying might be consoled by the promise of immortality to come. Indeed, for your faithful Lord, life is changed, not ended, and when this earthly dwelling turns to dust, an eternal dwelling place is made ready for them in heaven. And so with angels and archangels, with thrones and dominions, and with all the hosts and powers of heaven, we sing the hymn of your glory, as without end we acclaim, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, 
he took bread, and giving thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The Mystery of Faith Save us, Saviour of the world, for by your cross and resurrection you have set us free. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, and Mark, our Bishop, and his assistants, Ken and Tim, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the Blessed Apostles, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life, and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours for ever and ever. Amen. At the Saviour's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours now and forever. 
Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. May the mingling of the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ bring eternal life to us who receive it. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, grant us peace. May the receiving of your body and blood, Lord Jesus Christ, not bring me to judgment and condemnation, but through your loving mercy, be for me protection in mind and body and a healing remedy. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. May the body of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. Amen. May the blood of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. Amen. Greater love has no one than to lay down his life for his friends, says the Lord. Here is a prayer for spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you in my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. What has passed our lips as food, O Lord, may we possess in purity of heart. That what has been given to us in time may be our healing for eternity. For those who are able, please stand as we commemorate our fallen. They shall grow not old, as we that are left grow old. Age shall not weary them, nor the years condemn. At the going down of the sun, and in the morning, we will remember them. We will remember them.
Lest we forget. Let us pray. By our communion with this sacrament, O Lord, grant us, we pray, fortitude in the cause of right, and may our remembrance of those who have died in war make us ardent defenders of your peace. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Thanks everyone for celebrating this very important memorial for Australia and New Zealand. We do pray for peace in the world and in the hearts and minds of people everywhere and that we'll never forget the sacrifices made by those who fought for what was important in our society and in our world. The Lord be with you. Let's bow our heads and pray for God's blessing. May the God of all consolation bless you, for in his unfathomable goodness he created the human race, and in the resurrection of his only begotten Son he has given believers the hope of rising again. To us who are alive, may God grant pardon for our sins, and to all the dead a place of light and peace. So may we live happily forever with Christ, whom we believe truly rose from the dead. And may the blessing of Almighty God the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit come down upon you and remain with you forever. Go in peace.